Welcome to the power of... The streets are all alike. The buildings are all alike. The businesses all look alike. The reason for this being that most businessmen in this country are playing a game called Follow the Follower. Yeah, episode eight. So, part two. It was a food in seven. It's food in two. In food in seven, it's this powerful, powerful network that kills Facebook. It's called food. Nobody does as much business over Facebook as you do over a good meal, good drinks, good fun, right? Especially barbecue here in Texas. So let me just recap. What I talked about in that first episode was all the high end, and you, you get the impression that it doesn't work in a warehouse or a blueprint shop or a furniture store or all the other ones I'm going to go over right now. So uh, last episode was ESPN, Baccarat, Prada, Porsche, Ralph Lauren, Vogue magazine. We're all over the industries. If you own real estate, you need to think, what can I do to get people on the property, period, end of story. Unless you're a warehouse that you're just storing, literally, man, even a storage place, like where I keep my stuff, tra my trailers and stuff, that place can up its game by bringing food. It's, it's that simple. So let me just dive into it. Let me tell you, the first time I experienced the power of food on a piece of real estate was my A&E blueprint shop. I can tell you that story a different way, different times, over and over. It worked. I could have chosen the competitor, which was Ridgeway's. I could have chosen them so many times, cheaper, look, location was closer, but a silly little bagel. You've already seen this. The power of this bagel kept getting me to go there. I spent more there because I could go in there and have a nice hot toasty bagel. So yeah, last episode, ESPN Sports and all these other high ends, but this episode is really the Bucky's episode. Okay, so this is a community Bucky's. This is not one of the big ones on the highway. This is one of the neighborhood Bucky's. But what if it was owned by Exxon? It's not. But if it was, they would have owned the hippo. So let me go get a hippo. And this is where the magic is, right here. I need a hippo. Where's a hippo? Right there. I got my hippo. So this is the community Bucky's. This is the neighborhood Bucky's. It's not one of the mega Bucky's. This is a great uh, product as far as a commercial piece of property goes. It's themed. No one knew of Bucky's. It's taken off on its own. It comes from the Woodies and the Brown Town and all the other ones, which I'm going to talk about more. But in in the story in episode six where I talked about if Exxon owned Bucky's, then they would own the Hippo. Instead, they went with Taco Bell. And Exxon was all wrapped up in Exxon. And how did it want to grow and own two? You know, like Chevy also owns Cadillac. Well, Exxon is mobile and they kept the mobile marquee. They've got rid of some of them, made them Exxon. Exxon's made it more Exxon's. But no one's really into Exxon these days. Um, <clears throat> like Shell, you know, you have a guy like uh, David Ogilvy who was out there, oh my gosh. When are you gonna be on an architectural design show when the guy drops David Ogilvy's name? You little house flippers have no idea who that is. You big commercial guys know who it is. But David Ogilvy was out there making shell gas, you know, the most important, uh, molecular is important, and how it was, you know, refined and delivered. And he, he did this whole marketing thing for Shell. So Shell meant something back in the day. 2017, there's nobody really saying, oh yeah, this gas is really that amazing. No matter how much you wanna make your little cartoon car smile with bubbles, that doesn't make, like, 
you know, one gas more amazing than others. They'll fight it out. Don't fight me. Don't don't sue me because I'm just pointing out the obvious. Bucky's. Do you know where the gas comes from? Sitco, Valero, Brazil. I don't know. They're probably getting a good price. But the fan base for Bucky's, for the hippo, for the whole experience, they use their architecture, especially the restrooms. Unfreaking believable. You probably find YouTube videos on how they're over the top, especially the highway ones. Do you want your own personal, uh, my life. <laughs> your own personal hand towel? Whoa. Well, how Look many Lawrence are there? Wow, there's so many. <laughs> Personalized bathroom stalls. This is insane. And there's little green buttons to see, like, who's open. Every single picture is for sale. Got germs. There's hand sanitizers on the outside. Well, that's it. That is the bathroom. Not a single one is occupied. The highway ones is driving the whole thing for these guys. And I am reaching out to that family. I do want to talk to these guys. Uh, and, and same with same with Woody's on uh, 45, both sides of the highway now. You guys are awesome. <clears throat> I have a passion for the gas station industry because it's the rawness, it's commercial, it's in communities, and it's such a battle, and it's it's fought out on design. When you got grocery stores trying to put gas stations out front, and they're just doing everything they can to get people on that property to buy that milk with a two-cent markup. Oh, my gosh. Uh, these guys, you got people coming in here paying a 30% markup, for the milk right here because they like the experience they have no issues with the premium the bucky's episode and not just bucky's but uh i think it's woody's and there's brown town there's the gas stations but not just gas stations a and e graphics was a blueprint shop another one right here in houston it's a, it's um it's a chain across the lower part of america it's called mccoy's and as i was building back in the day with my uncles we would choose mccoy's over all the other ones because they would have hot dogs I am not kidding. They had the hot dogs out front, just complimentary all day Saturday. And you could go buy your two by fours anywhere in the world, but the power of food on their property, not a gift card to go down and get a Starbucks. No, not that on their property, having that food there, having the, having it integrated takes it to the next level. And one of the places I think of when I'm thinking of an integrated design with food that just brings people. Now these guys kill it. Billion dollar kill it. Billion, billion, billion dollar kill it. It's called Ikea. And if you've never been on their property, they have, they have their own restaurant. They have their own restaurant inside. You can get Swedish meatballs and they're fantastic, but you're there to buy furniture. Nobody says, Hey, I got an idea. Let's go eat at Ikea. No, they go there to, to, to shop. And then to take a break, you can have a full on meal. These, this, this place is great. Actually, I'm a weirdo. I would not mind going just to the Ikea restaurant to have some Swedish meatballs. So that's pretty good. Um, and so, now, to give Ikea even more credit, I mean, they execute on design because that's their whole life. But they're making more money than most companies because they put it at the forefront. The power of design has made Ikea. 
all the way down to the products they sell, to the, ex, you know, even to their parking lot, what's called wayfinding. That's where the poles are painted yellow with a blue number, your parking number six. Everything was thought out so brilliantly. You know, even the, 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 the design on the doors uh, to the restrooms, everything there, the flow, the traffic pattern, everything. I can go on and on about Ikea. I don't need to do that. If you've experienced it, you know what I'm talking about, but maybe you've never dissected it from an owner of a piece of property's viewpoint. If you own property, where, where is there parallels? Where is there something that you could be like saying, okay, Ikea's already proven this works. Let's do it for ourselves. Even though we're a law office, we're a dental office, we're whatever kind of a, a, a property. You're an apartment building. For crying out loud, apartment buildings are weak when it comes to this whole thing. So Ikea, yeah, let me, one last note is they have a daycare. I mean, that's killing it. And I love the daycare. Of course, you guys know I'm, I'm partial to all things kid because I'm 10 years old. I love castles with wheels and all that other stuff. So when you're looking at this uh, Bucky's footage, I shot some footage earlier. Let me let me just go ahead and roll some of that. Nice, nice stone wrap column. Nice, nice, nice. Stone wainscot, very, very nice. Stucco top. Got some Mediterranean tile roof. Place just rocks from top to bottom. And so clearly they got that under control. They know that the food on their property is almost more important than their product of gasoline. They're going to meet on the property because that hippo tastes so good. I love the breakfast burrito called the hippo. So this episode is short and sweet. I'm fixing to get to the to the residential flip strategy, but the, the highlight of this week and, and kind of like going over this whole food on the property in, in just common area, I just pointed out a furniture store. I've talked about Blueprint Shop. I've talked about, um, you know, two by fours. Um, there's one that should be also that mentioned. It's called American Girl, and they're a toy store. Again, I'm a kid. American Girl has a restaurant in their store, so you're shopping all day. Stop and have a little hamburger or a little ice cream cone. Way to go, American Girl. And in, and it really should be considered a high end because there's nothing low end about about the American Girl product, nor is there anything low end about gallery furniture. And I'm gonna end with this. This gallery furniture has taken their, I gotta sell some furniture better than everybody else in the city to a level that's just stratospheric. They do not collide with Ikea. They're actually polar opposites. One is the starter and, and, and gallery furniture is, you know, accommodating a beautiful home. Um, I think of Ikea's apartments and college grads and, you know, starter homes. And then gallery furniture is in a class totally different. Um, but they have now added a restaurant just like Ikea. What works gets repeated. If you're not considering it by now after two episodes, where can you at least put a proper coffee pot that was designed and integrated into your customers coming onto your property? Whether they're coming there to pick up steel, like a... Oh, who was my old client? AC, ANC Steel. I can't remember the name of the steel company. Sorry, guys. I can't remember. It's been too long. You need to call me. We'll do some work together. So now, this, uh, this uh, restaurant at the Gallery Furniture is not normal. It's not average. It's not even close. It's a stratospherically different category. And I'll just give you this one hint. If you want the link to the articles of everything I've talked about, you've already heard it on previous episodes, I'll send it to you. Jim McInville, the owner. He doesn't do things, he doesn't go weak. He doesn't go tiptoeing around. When he does, he'll make his mistakes, but at least they're big. <laughs> so in this one, I don't think it's a mistake at all. The restaurant at the Gallery Furniture has a $200 tomahawk ribeye steak. $200, 46 ounces. That's how you stand out. That's how you get people on your property, and that's how you kill it, like Mr. Jim McInville, which I've met a couple of times. Great guy. He's a famous Houstonian guys, if you're not from around the area, which I know you're not. Most of you guys are from everywhere else but Texas. Let me know uh, if you're over in Europe. I'm planning a trip to Berlin and all that. I'd like to swing by and take a look at some cool properties. If you got some suggestions, let me know. I'd love to profile some properties. While I'm talking about profiling, 
McLaren set me up with the best shirt of the entire season this whole season one i love it guys you nailed it okay so we got to flip some properties we're young we're trying to hustle we want to own big properties like this oh 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 before i go any further the theme of the show i thought i'd go coco chanel one more time right right because it's coco chanel and here we go can you see it right there? It says, in order to be irreplaceable, one must be different, not like everybody else. Somebody has to be irreplaceable. They have to be different, right? Oh, here we go. We're a little bit different. You getting the point? You got to be different. Be like Coco Chanel. Be irreplaceable. Make your property so freaking valuable, you're doubling rent rates every 12 months. That's what I'm talking about. That's the goal of the game right there. Get that the most you can from your property. So one day, I was cruising down... Um, Broadway, it's also known as Old 146. And I was developing land in different houses and I had things going on that I wanted the city of Laporte just to keep being elevated, getting better and better and better. It's a Bay community, uh, home of the Houston Yacht Club, a lot, a lot of good stuff, has a lot of history. And of course, I got a lot of love for it. And so there's this one property right on this uh, Broadway, it's called Kings Bay Inn. A little eight unit stacked on top of eight unit off uh, street facing. And I thought, man, you know, I've got so many, I got new houses being built and all this other stuff, but I'd love for that property to look a little bit better. And in my mind, as I drive by it, I kept thinking these arches and checking out the stairway. Oh, the stairways were outside. They weren't enclosed. And I thought, you know, this is what I would do. I know exactly what I'd do to this property. And as that haunts you, you have to take, you got to take some action, right? So I go in, it was red carpet sign out front. So I go into this office. He was around the corner. And uh, I said, hey, tell me about Kings Bay Inn. It's been on the market for freaking ever, and it's sitting there. And he's like, well, what would you do to it? You know, I was like, well, this is what I do. And I pull out a piece of paper. I start sketching the arches and all this. And he goes, really? What do you think that would cost? I said, oh, we're looking at 10K. You got to realize, I'm old, okay? So what I wanted to do was 20 through 25. It was a couple years ago. So it's like 10K. And he goes, well, it just so happens I own it. So the real estate agent actually owned it. I walked in to talk to the the representative, and I'm talking to the owner. He goes, I'll tell you what, uh, I want 110 grand for it, and uh, I'll sell it to you. Uh, 10,000 down, and I'll carry the note. I was like, well, that's pretty cool, but I'm already committed on building these houses. I'm not going to tap out my cash in the middle of, you know, a frame up. I got, I got, I got plans. I just walked in to find out what's going on with it. He goes, okay, well, how about you do this? How about you put your 10 grand towards the remodel? I'll finance your down payment for you on a 36 month note, and then I'll finance the rest of it on like a 15 year note. I'm like, well, that's that's doable because I I had ten grand. I could I could do the asphalt and the re restriping everything. I could do I could do what I I had said. I was like, well, yeah, why not? So I said, okay, I'll buy it. So just walking in and inquiring sometimes you end up walking out owning an. A uh, 16 unit hotel, uh, a little bin, uh, inn, a little, little tiny like roadside inn. And so I go home and tell the wife, I'm like, hey, we just bought Kings Bay Inn. She goes, really? Okay, cool. So then all night I couldn't sleep. I ended up calling him up. I was like, dude, I think I bit off more than I can chew. I'm only like 24 years old and I've got like two houses under construction. I've got land over here I need to do stuff with. I have no time for an inn. So that, that happens if you just inquire. Don't sit back. You know, you guys want to flip a property, but I got to tell you this other story. This one wasn't even going to be part of the episode. This is just in that same vein of taking action. So, so my dad saw a house one time, and uh, the owner was outside mowing at one time, and he knew it was a, a rental. This is in Oklahoma City, and he walks up to him and is like, uh, so is it vacant? And I think, I think it was going along the lines of, uh, you know, landlord to landlord. And the guy says, well, if you'll paint it, you can have it. Like, down payment? Paint it for down payment, or... Or maybe my mom found it. It was paint for down payment. 
and all they did was paint the house and they got it. So sometimes you just take those steps. It may sound weird, but it actually works. And then the last thing, the last thing on this episode before I shut her down is um, the house hack thing. If you're young and you, you live in an apartment, go buy a duplex. Go buy a big house and rent out each house just like a fr frat house. You can definitely do it. It's, it's the big buzz right now, house hacking, house hacking. You know, buy a house, rent this room for so much, this one for so much, and this one for so much, and you're getting the house for free. It's a smart step for your young guns. I know there's a lot of young guns watching me right now, so let me uh, holler out to one of them like Philip. Philip, good. Roy, good. And you guys keep watching. I hope this show has made you some money. And I look forward to the next episode, which is going to be Go Big. And it's going to feature Harley Davidson. So uh, until next episode, this is the power. The Power of Paint is now on iTunes.